Hey there, it's Dr. T. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I wanted to talk about a couple things here. Namely, the cost of pet health care and, in essence, what is your pet worth to you? So there's a lot of discussion about the cost of veterinary care and how expensive it is and everything like that. And I have to be honest with you, this is coming from some recent developments in my practice where I'm going to get you to visualize things. So visualize this. Um, individual pulls up in a brand new Tesla Model X. And if you're uncertain about that particular vehicle, that is the SUV, the large SUV vehicle. And in order to afford that vehicle, okay, um, let me here, I'm actually looking up the lease of that vehicle. Here we go. Okay. So in order to afford that vehicle, do it signing 10 grand, $250 to order that vehicle and a monthly lease estimate cost of about $1,820 vehicle subtotal $126,490 over a three-year lease. So just to give you that idea, $1,800 a month. And my experience with this individual who shall go unnamed was that they didn't even want to pay their bill citing cost of veterinary care. So <laughs> can you imagine that? Um, but I wanted to just talk to you good people out there because as you know, with businesses such as ours and a veterinary hospital is a business, just like a medical hospital is a business. It's, it's a place of medical services. Okay. And I wanted to talk to you about just the fundamental understanding of what is involved in a veterinary hospital or practice, especially referral centers, et cetera. And I think the best way is to do a visualization. I want to compare what my hospital is and what referral hospitals are. So those are the specialty centers that have all the specialists in there compared to what you see in the human universe. So, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture the following. So picture your doctor's office and everything that you happen to see in there, both people and equipment and building layout size. Add to that, picture your dentist's office. Picture the radiology office if you've ever had to get um, radiographs or x-rays performed. Picture your dermatologist's office. Picture your orthopedic surgeon's office. Picture your gynecologist's, your urologist's office, your ear, nose, and throat specialist's office, your psychiatrist's office, your foot and ankle specialty office, your physio and rehab center, your ophthalmologist's office, your allergist's office, and your nutrition's office. So picture all those offices, what's in there, people-wise. Now picture all of this, including equipment and people and structure, molded and built down into one. They're squeezing them into one building. And that building is your veterinarian's office. Oh, oh yes, but you must add a pharmacy. Picture the typical pharmacy you go to. 
Oh, yeah, and, and add a food aisle from the supermarket. And, and then picture where they sell pet toys. Picture like a quarter of an aisle of pet toys. So that's what some, some place have. So that is what a typical veterinary's office, veterinarian's office contains. Most importantly, all the equipment. So it's so, so much more than just a doctor's office, isn't it? And if you can imagine how much more it is, then with that, there are much more inherent expenses. Not only is the facility, but the actual equipment. So you're cramming all the dentist equipment, all the radiology equipment, dermatology equipment, surgery equipment. Yes, we do have some gynecology equipment. We have some stuff to to scan ears, nose, and throat. We have medication, psychiatric behavior medication, uh, physio rehab equipment, ophthalmology equipment, allergy equipment, and nutrition. So we're filling all of this into one building. So if, And we fill it with a team of individuals that can handle, deal, and work this equipment. So it is so much more. So if, if you're understanding what I'm getting to, it's adding up to quite a lot. A lot, not only financially, but a lot, just a lot, a lot, a lot. So it is a given that a typical veterinary hospital, when you go to that, they start at what you call financial deficit. And at the end of the day, if that business is run well, and they are busy, and if they do good medicine, then that deficit becomes a profit. But that profit is much, much less than what you would think, given that there's so much expenses. I can't drive a Tesla Model X. I wish I could. My wife really wishes I could, but I can't drive that. And I have to point out that given that, if you compare salaries, the average veterinarian salary, the average veterinary technician salary are multiple, multiple times less than human counterparts. And there's there's a little bit of argument in our profession about, well, Look what we can do for you, Pat, as far as what we're capable of doing medically in one facility and what we're, we're trained and capable of doing. As my technicians say, they can do anesthesia, anesthesia. They can do dentistry. They can take radiographs. They can do all these things that it takes individuals in the human world to do. And yet, they're taking home incredibly multiple times less than what the human counterparts do. So just think about that. So I have to put that out there. I have to put that out there. And the other thing I have to put out there is, this is based on a 2019 um, survey made by Ladder, the insurance company, and they, they looked at the what the average American spends on non-essentials. So I'm going to go through that because that is hilarious. It, it made me laugh in, in many times. And it made me think too as well. So, so the average American on a monthly basis spends almost 1500 bucks on non-essentials. And so I'm going to break this down. Eating out ranked incredibly high. 210 bucks in a restaurant. Drinks, $189. Delivery and takeout, $178. Buying lunch. Especially for those in the vet world, you guys buy lunch a lot. $173 a month. That's nine grand a year, people. Nine grand a year. They gave a little tips too. They said, instead of instead of getting a soft drink, 
Ask for water and lemon. Save you like six to 15 bucks per meal. If you don't drink, that's your 15 bucks. Drink those drinks. You know those drinks that are only certain people certain ages can drink? Um, Other things, phone upgrades. I always wonder why the Verizon store near me is, the parking lot is crowded. Now I know. People are continually upgrading their phones. Adds up to about $25 a month in addition. Their advice, upgrade every few years instead of every few months. Clothing and apparel, two grand a year. Their advice, visit the mall only three times a year and look to spend only a minimal amount. This is this next one blew my mind. About a hundred bucks a month on lottery tickets. But what blew my mind was, and if you understand the lottery, the chances of winning a lottery is incredibly low. But in this survey, 59% of polled millennials think that winning the lottery is a reasonable way to retire. That is insane, people. Don't even think about that. Don't even think about that. Work hard, do well, invest properly. Extended warranties. The American population spends $40 billion a year on extended warranties. That is huge. Their advice, read the fine print. When looking for big tech get items, do research and buy something that's good so you don't have to worry about these extended warranties. How many people have a Netflix account? Disney Plus? All these other things. Hulu? What else is there? Can't remember what else there. Each one of those things is like 30 to 50 bucks a month. Here's a kicker. Impulse purchases. How's that $2,000 exercise bike? Is it gaining dust there? Did you know you're paying a monthly subscription on that? 40 bucks a month? Mm. My advice, run with your pet instead. So if you're spending 1,500 bucks a month on non-essentials, you could take, my advice would be, that would probably be your annual veterinary bill if you showed up one to two times a year. Your vet would prefer you that you show up twice a year because it's better for the medical health. The reason being is that six months to us, depending on the age of your pet, can be multiple years in their life. So the next time you think about how expensive a vet bill is, think about what is involved in that animal hospital and think about what you spend on non-essentials per year. But most importantly, I want you to think about this. What I asked you at the beginning, what is your pet worth to you? Pets reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. They ease loneliness and encourage exercise and play. And they even can improve your cardiovascular health. Children become more secure and active when they are with pets. And pets provide companionship for older adults. And they give love unconditionally. How many times do you have a crappy day and you come home and your pet greets you? If you have a cat, sometimes they don't care. Sometimes they greet you. If you have a dog, they're always greeting you really happily. 
So think about what is your pet worth to you. And my role in this is to help prolong and enhance their life in a medical scenario. And by doing that, I can allow that enhancement and that life to continue bringing love and joy and enhancement to yours. We'll take a break after the short message and come right back. 